the very first thing you feel, the very first thing you hear, is that of your mother's touch and your mother's voice. Safety, certainty. Before your mind can even assign these concepts words, they are offered freely and lovingly by your mother. To be wrapped in the embrace of a mother is to know that such magic exists in the world beyond what is read in books and watched on movie screens. This is a magic that heals, that empathizes, that accepts and nurtures. Of course, at least in the case of the moms that I know best, mom is rad, mom is bad, and mom is one hell of a good time. Welcome to my dad, I'm dad a podcast for those who have loved, lost, and seek to make sense of those experiences. My name is Doug. Amanda is nothing short of sensational. Full stop. She spent this past year of Maxine's life developing a rock-solid bond with our daughter, breastfeeding to this day, and providing for the entire family all the while. To quote Wayne Campbell and Garth Algar, We're not worthy! We're not worthy! What will likely come as a surprise to absolutely no one, juggling all of those responsibilities she's taken on, can take a toll sometimes. And a particularly cloudy day of late had her feeling a little less than stellar. I always want so desperately to help in those times. But I've come to understand that I usually help best just by listening. So I did. And after a little while, wonder of wonders, one thing led to another, and that justifiably tired but awe-inspiring wife of mine remembered a Dixie Chicks lyric, of all things, and the evening took a turn for the fun. I know what you're thinking. Dixie Chicks, that doesn't sound like Amanda's usual thing, and it's not. But they did what needed doing that night. Little Max and Ma were tearing up the living room to some twanging tunes, and for a little while, the only thing in the world was the delight of my family getting down with a get-down, just for the hell of it. Amanda is a light in this world, and she shines brightest when music, melodies, or all the finest small things in life electrify the previously mundane. I know I'll never forget a moment when Dad discovered the luminous quality of my wife for the first time. We had gotten back to their place from a party, and Amanda and I were feeling no pain. We pulled into the drive, and Ma asked Dad to go get the paper from the mailbox. Well, Amanda launched herself from the van, and we heard, I'll get it, in the wind, and the next thing we knew, she was running the long driveway up to the house in a fit of laughter. Dad turned to look at me in the back seat. He smiled, and his eyes said, This might be the one, son. As a partner to me, my wife is an effervescent wellspring of wonder, an inspiration, a flower that blossoms in the moonlight, and a constant reminder that I must have done something right in my life. As a mother, she's an extension of all things sublime in nature, a continued source of strength, comfort, and whimsy. Nothing makes Maxine chuckle quite like Mom in the grip of a giggle fit. I'm one hell of a lucky man, and Max is one hell of a lucky kid. My life is irrevocably better for my wife being in it. 
and Maxine's life is already blessed in ways she won't understand for many years. Amanda is possibility incarnate. But as I watch her dance, and I see that happiness fill in the cracks of an otherwise dull day, I'm reminded of someone. And Aerosmith. My mom, Ma, as I like to call her, brought me into this world. What's more, she taught me to read, to question, to appreciate, and to listen before speaking. If Dad passed his voice along to me, Mom gave me the words I might speak. All the stories I've told about Dad thus far would be far less vibrant without Mom having been there. There's an intangible vivacity that emanates from my mom wherever she's present. Ma and Dad may have been two sides of the same coin, but that coin always came up heads when fun for the sake of fun could be had. Dad usually needed a little warm-up, but Ma, she was never far from the flame, if you know what I mean. That hunt for the camera I mentioned a while back? Ma picked the soundtrack for that adventure, shuffling CDs and laughing her ass off the whole time. The sports, the coaching, etc., Ma loved teaching the pick-and-roll to young boys who didn't want to hurt a poor woman. Little did they know, she was basically a brick wall. As she picked dazed boys up from the gym floor, she'd laugh and tell them they had to try a little bit harder next time. And all those times in Florida, the sun wouldn't have seemed quite so warm without Ma. There are incredible memories to note from those trips, but one really sticks out. I gotta say, though, a close second would be the time she and I hiked Honeymoon Island in near 100-degree heat. A highlight in that hike is a point from the ground where you can clearly see a bald eagle nest. I mean, it's right there. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And Ma, clearly in awe of nature's majesty, looked upon it and proclaimed for all the world to hear, Quack, quack, I'm a duck. Ma is one of a kind. Anyway, the time that really pops involves Ma and I driving along looking for something or another. Bran and Dad would spend all day on a fishing pier, and while we enjoyed that for a time, we'd get antsy and head off to check out the Dolly Museum, or a historical town, or whatever caught our attention that year. Now those drives could be lengthy, but we usually weren't short in conversation topics. There's something about that drive, though. It needed something. Some pizzazz, you know? Mom wanted some music, so she had me list off our CD options. She landed on Aerosmith's greatest hits. We played that whole album as we drove over the ocean seeking something, but ultimately only finding each other. And we sang as loud as we could that whole way. Every song meant a little more to me than it ever had. I don't remember where we were headed. I don't remember if we even got there, but I know we listened to that album through at least three times. To this day, when I think of Ma, I think of her belting at the top of her lungs with a smile on her lips as the sun danced on the water. Now, you might imagine I haven't seen that characteristic in Ma much over the past year. That the freewheeling, music-blaring, adventurous Ma would have become less keen on amusement in the wake of the loss of Dad. And yeah, for a time, the silence of Dad's passing was too loud for any of us to ignore. 
It could no longer be the same old song and dance. We're all still coming to terms with that. The grieving process is long and unique to everyone. But there's always a new reason to dream on. Ma moves forward into every day open to the possibilities it may offer. There's sadness, of course. But it never ceases to amaze me how often I still see that same smile she wore while we cruised in Florida. As for singing at the top of her lungs, quacking like a duck, inspiring those around her to light up the world with a little fun? Miraculously, she still does it all. Only now, she gets to do it with Maxine, too. I'll forever associate my mother and father's relationship with their moonlit walks on a beach. I know, I know, it's cliche, but they took them their own way. Hand in hand, romantic, goofy, then inevitably one of them would break their handhold and chase after some seagulls or race the receding water back into the ocean. That was usually Ma. Dad would smile that same smile he smiled when Amanda took off running up the driveway. Dad adored Ma. I'm not saying they had the perfect relationship. But the love there was something you could feel, and it radiated from both of them, especially in the rare slow times where things like sunsets were all that mattered in the world. It's easy to see why Dad loved, loves, Ma. She's an energy gifted to this earth with care, frivolity, and tenacity in equal measure. She gave my brother and I more than just our lives. She gave us a firm understanding of why it might be so wonderful to live at all. I adore my wife for many of the same reasons Dad adored Ma. Actually, all of them. Amanda is simply a tectonic force of perpetual hope in the world. Where she walks, wonder, potential, and joy follow closely. Maxine looks at her mother as the single greatest source of comfort the world has to offer. You know what? So do I. I don't want all of this flowery language and poetic description to distract from what I'm trying to say here. Which is this. These badass women who shaped and continue to shape my life are fierce as hell capable of anything, wield the actual superpower of bringing new life to bear, and are the ever-flowing fountains from which the most fun you'll ever have in your life, spring. Dad knew it, and he showed it, even if he didn't say it often. I owe much and more to these women. But I can't think of any better sentiment to describe the mothers in my life than to say, being with Ma, well, that feels like being... Home sweet home. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of My Dad, I'm Dad. If you like what you hear, you can follow along for more episodes weekly. If you have any comments or you'd like to be a guest, you can reach out at mdidpodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook or Instagram at mdidpod. Every week I keep reminiscing, reflecting, and attempting to blend the past into a hopeful future, so I sure hope you come along. Thank you, as always, to Andy Bird for the use of the music in the show. This week's Wally Wisdom is one I'm sure Dad would have put his stamp of approval on, even though it didn't come from him. When my wife was choosing her senior yearbook quote, 
She asked her mom, another unequivocal source of amazement in my life, what she should write. They landed on, go big or go home. I'll tell you what, they take that phrase to heart. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time, folks.